Seneca writes in On Tranquility of Mind, When you think how rare honesty is and how unknown is innocence and good faith is scarcely maintained at all unless it is in men's interests and such a crowd of successful crimes confronts us along with the profits and losses of lust both equally hateful, not to mention ambition so unable to keep within its limits that its shamefulness is glaring. The mind is driven into night and the darkness rises up as if the virtues had been overthrown and since one cannot hope for them and gains nothing from possessing them. Therefore we must bend so as to make all the vices of the crowd seem not hateful but absurd and imitate Democritus rather than Heraclitus. For whenever Heraclitus went into public places he wept whereas Democritus laughed. To Heraclitus all our activities seemed wretched, to Democritus sheer folly. So we must mitigate everything and bear it with an easy mind. It is more humane to make fun of life than to bewail it. Add to this that the man who laughs at it rather than mourns does more service to the human race. The former has left it some hope of benefit, the other foolishly laments what he despairs of being able to be corrected. When you consider things at large, the man who does not control his laughter shows a greater mind than the one who cannot control his tears, since laughter stirs up the mildest emotion and thinks nothing great or serious or even unhappy from such a great to-do. But it is better to accept common behavior and human vices calmly, dissolving into neither laughter nor tears, for it is everlasting wretchedness to be tormented by the misfortunes of others and an inhuman pleasure to delight in them, just as it is a pointless act of humanity to weep if someone is burying his son and to feign an expression of grief. The advice that Seneca first gives us is that in dealing with the failings of human beings, which are myriad and widespread and disappointing, we have a choice. We can laugh or we can cry. And this is a binary choice. Laughing, he says, is better than crying because at least we can see their failings as absurdities rather than as something that we should be depressed about or bear hatred towards them over. Notice though that in the end he tells us that we don't actually have to do either of these. It's up to us how we want to approach this common situation. We don't have to pretend that things aren't the way they are. We don't have to pretend that people are better than they are in order to accept that that is the case. It doesn't mean accepting the vice to say that people are going to be vicious. It doesn't mean that we say there's no progress whatsoever and we don't hold people accountable if we don't hate them or get angry at them or treat them as lesser human beings, even though in some respect they are not realizing their human nature and they're damaging themselves from Seneca's perspective. This can be extraordinarily helpful because once a person gets away from Pollyannish, everything is great, it's just exceptions to the rule when somebody behaves badly, it's not really the way people are, 
When you get away from that sort of false perspective, which is always going to lay you open for disappointment, you can embrace other positions. You can be cynical about it, you can rage about it, you can cry, you can laugh, or you can say, well, I didn't make human beings. This is just how they happen to be. I can perhaps work on the little portion of humanity that I have control over, namely myself, and I can try to influence those who I'm involved with in ways that turn them towards a better life, but I don't have any control over that. And so either we laugh or we neither laugh nor cry, but simply accept and then deal with things on that basis.